welcome to Culture Mocktail, where we unfold and embrace what it means to be a cultural misfit in society. We're your hosts, Noor and Aisha. So we didn't record an episode last Tuesday, instead we decided to pay tribute to my grandfather who died two weeks ago now when you're listening to this, and it inspired us to make an episode about our grandparents and celebrate how they're a part of our Culture Mocktail and talk to you guys a little bit about the lessons that we learned from them and what we saw from them that inspired us. So, all of my grandparents have now passed away. Some passed away when I was younger, some when I was a little older. Um, But what about you, Nord? What grandparents are still with us today from your side? So I have my grandma from my dad's side. Um, She's still alive. My grandpa from my dad's side passed away a few years ago and actually he is the grandparent that I have or had the closest connection with. Like he's the one that I'm going to be speaking about today really. He had a lot of impact on who I am today. And then my grandparents from my mom's side all passed away when I was really young. I do have a few memories with my grandparents from my mom's side. However, I was too young to really remember anything or for anything as long as I remember to have impacted me from that side of the family. Mm -hmm. So should we speak about the lessons then? The lessons that we learned from them and what what we took from them? Yeah, so Aisha and I came up with three lessons we learned from our grandparents, but we still haven't told each other what these lessons are. Yeah, mystery. Mysterious. So actually in coming up with these three lessons, we didn't speak to our parents. I tried to like fully delve into my own perception of my grandfather. So I spent time, me, myself and my memories and kind of reflected on my relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And that's how I came up with the three lessons that I'm going to share today. Yeah, we wanted to do it from our own lens. So what we remember and how that had directly impacted and affected us. Okay, so Noor, tell us... Tell us one of your first lessons. So specifically about my grandpa from my dad's side, as I said, he was the one that I really had the closest relationship with. He had love for life that I have never seen anyone else have. And I think it's so amazing. He just appreciated the little things in life and the little things around him. And I had never seen anyone or I don't know anyone who just like appreciated the small moments as much as he did and actually I don't know if you know this but I used to have an Instagram page back in like 2014 called little things around us okay and the Instagram page is like all like little like little things around me and like it's an art page but like sometimes I would like write captions about like things I enjoyed oh my god I love that yeah. I think I remember you telling me you had like some kind of Instagram page yeah it's still up, guys. It's blossoming with 100 followers. Um, yeah, it's literally just called Little Things Around Us. Something like that. I love that. No, it's like little feet, big world. <laughs> oh my god, Aisha had a... Aisha was famous back in the day. She had an Instagram page. Oh my god, my Instagram, I thought, you know when everyone thinks that they're a photographer? That was me in year nine. And I took a picture of my of my shoes. I must have been in the most philosophical mood <laughs> to make shoes this like deep and meaningful that I took a picture of my shoes and I wrote, little feet, big world on the caption. Oh deep i think i just felt something (laughs) deep my 14 year old self was in the know honestly that's like such a profound thing to say at 14 (laughs) 
really profound, right? Mm-hmm. It really is. Wow. But yeah, tell me then, so with with your granddad, having a big love for life, it's so important. I feel like, do you know what? That's the recipe for happiness. Being able to acknowledge the little things and see beauty in the little things. I have always felt like it's such an important practice for you to adopt and actively, actively try and do, like intentionally be grateful, look for the things that make you happy intentionally, you know? Yeah, exactly. So one of the things that he did that made me like think of this lesson was that, so he would come and visit us sometimes when we lived in Dubai and we lived by this lake. I mean, it was an artificial lake, but are we shocked it's Dubai but anyways so he'd wake up every day for Fagd which is the sunrise prayer it would be around like 4 a.m 5 a.m and basically to go on the lake there's like kind of a secret passage it's not really secret but it's like a hidden passage you go through that hidden passage and you walk on the lake for like 20 minutes and then you go through another passage out and then the mosque is on your right Mm -hmm. so every single morning he took that walk to the mosque right and it would be like his favorite thing he would have his dates so he'd wake up he has his dates in his hands he always and every morning he tells me this so by the time he comes back from the mosque I'm awake for school Mm -hmm. and he's like I went on my walk today and like I saw a duck in the lake and I was eating my dates and I was making like I was remembering God like he would be like alhamdulillah like subhanallah he'd he'd like be sabbih and he would tell you this yeah he would be so excited and then when he gets to the mosque he may a group of friends because like they all like imagine he was only like in Dubai for like probably a few weeks a few months Mm -hmm. and like by the end of it everyone would be so sad like he would have more friends than me like (laughs) wallahi I'm not even joking he would have more friends than me from the little time that he would be there because everyone in the mosque would love him and honestly anywhere he goes he leaves a mark on people like I'm not even saying that like mashallah at his funeral random mix of people that came they're like I came because he did this to me that one time when he was walking to the mosque and blah 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 and they weren't even like friends Mm -hmm. but he just left such a good imprint and like his love for life and his energy is always like so contagious and no one has ever denied that I love that even if they met him for a minute wow which is amazing mashallah yeah and even one time like the degree is like he didn't like watching English movies he didn't like going to the cinema right but he like when he came to visit us and do by it. never say never justin bieber was out <laughs> what up what up right i wasn't a believer but like i wanted to see the movie i was like okay what movie do i take them to i don't want to go to like an english movie that might have some x-rated scenes you know some little scenes you don't want to watch with your grandparents <laughs> definitely not not today not never so <laughs> i took him to never say never and he loved movie like he loved it and he, he spoke- was a believer <laughs> he was oh my god good was a believer wow Aisha he literally spoke about the movie for like months after and like when he went back to Egypt he would tell my cousins oh Noor took me to see this amazing movie and, like he just dip- I think Baba my own dad fell asleep but Gadu <laughs> was living I couldn't have even got my dad into the cinema to watch a film like that. I'm surprised you got them in. I mean, he fell asleep, but Gitto was living. And he's like, oh my God, that part when the boy did this. Like, and years after he would refer to that movie. It was so cute. Did he realize that it was a famous singer in real life and it wasn't like a movie fiction movie? I don't know the answer to this question. (laughs) But whatever he realized, he loved it. which is great he's like this boy mashallah he told the world he did everything this is such a nice story he's like the writers are so good (laughs) 
Is that where you got the inspiration to write that Instagram? So to make that Instagram, it wasn't a direct, um, it wasn't like, oh, my grandpa's inspiring me to do that. But do you know when you look back, you see what your influences were? Yeah, behavior is a learned thing. Like, I mean, this is a whole nature nurture debate, but like, I feel like a lot of like how you're formed is like from your early years, your sponge, right? Like everything everyone does is gonna be like a part of you so when I look back I'm like who really was like a slow-paced person who just appreciated things around him and like was calm and just had this energy and like the first person that stands out in my head is my grandpa yeah and that must have been your influence at the time to let you see things that way yeah it must have been which I love so tell me what lessons did you learn like who which grandpa or grandparent is it from you know sometimes when you just see something amazing and you're like wow like that's that's really beautiful Mm -hmm. this is one of those things so this is actually my grandparents on my Irish side um granny and granda so they both had the most beautiful relationship they loved each other so much and I always tell you this and all my friends know about this story she even wrote a song about it yeah I did 1940 mashallah they met when they were 15 Wow, high school sweethearts. Yeah, and they spent their whole lives together. Um, and yeah, they they just really loved each other and they had so much respect for each other. Um, they were always kind to each other. I remember, you know when something is just so normal that you don't, you don't, it doesn't necessarily stand out to you because it's just the way that it is. Like, that's just the way that they were, that it was so normal to see them being that way, you know? Like, this loved up. Yeah, like, just being so nice all the time to each other. Like, never getting mad at each other, ever. Like, I didn't ever see Granny and Granda argue in my life. And their children say the same thing. Really? Yeah. All of their children say the same thing. That's amazing. That's a rare marriage. Yeah. Like, that's actually a gem. That, mashallah, it really is. And everyone says it about them. And I remember when Granda, Allah died... I remember me and, because they lived in this like sheltered accommodation, right? And I remember coming back with Granny and we were going to go down the lift together. And I remember her asking me, and I was eight years old at the time. And I remember her asking me, Aisha, what am I going to do now? Oh, my heart. And I just remember almost thinking like, I don't, because you're eight years old, you know what I mean? Like you don't know I'm not sure you fully comprehend, like, you can't give her advice, you can't give her anything, do you know what I mean? Like, you just, it's almost like she had arms, she was so lost that imagine she's telling her eight-year-old grandchild, like, what do I do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, completely heartbroken. Like, she's expressing how she felt, like, because she didn't know, she didn't know what she was gonna do. Um, And I just remember, like, thinking wow I just remember that being a moment in my mind that I recognized like how broken-hearted she was you know like even at eight years old where these concepts of like death and um love even aren't really things that you can fully comprehend or understand I just remember that moment being like like I felt it from her feeling upset even for her that it's like well, what is she going to do? I don't know. But I feel like at that age, you're very, like, aware of what's going on. Yeah, like, she really was lost without him. And even for the next five years, like, I think she lived for an extra... Yeah, she lived for an extra five years without him. But from the moment that he died, like, that's when she just started deteriorating. It's heartbreaking. So, mashallah, like, they were really... They were really, uh, 
like a power pair together Aww. and they really loved each other mashallah i think they're such a such a symbol for what a relationship should be i think I actually love so much that you had a relationship like that to look up to because a lot of people don't have that kind of relationship um, like as a role model in their lives. But what specific things do you think made their relationship work? I mean, they had 13 kids. Yeah, mashallah, yeah. That's insane. Like 13 kids, I feel like comes with a lot of stress from so many different aspects. So I'm sure you were young at the time to notice. But looking back, do you think there was anything specific they did that made their relationship flourish for that long? I feel like... Looking back, I really think they must have just had such huge respect for one another and patience with each other and love. Like, honestly, I think they just really loved each other. And I think a lot of people can agree. Some people, they get into relationships and they don't have a strong foundation. They get into relationships, um, like relationships should be built on a foundation of friendship you know on a foundation of really understanding the person in front of you really caring Mm. for the person in front of you and wanting their needs before yours even sometimes like you really want to care for this person because you love them at their core you know like you have that as a baseline yeah I think that's what they really had they just really cared for each other and I think honestly whenever you have 13 kids like honestly wow people's stresses get too much even with one kid with two kids with three kids like problems happen within marriages so I don't know how I don't know how they did that mashallah honestly I wish they were I wish I could have spent more time with them as an adult and asked them these questions but yeah subhanallah really well I love that so much but um what about your second lesson okay so my second lesson my grandpa's sense of humor I have his sense of humor. We have the exact same sense of humor. And it's so funny. Do you? Yeah, it's so funny. Because, I mean, I'm sure it's a bit different with generational gaps. Like, I'm sure he wouldn't find TikToks funny if he was here today. (laughs) But. I mean, maybe he liked Justin Bieber. No, he might have. True. Maybe he would have been it. Oh, my God. Imagine me doing TikToks with my grandpa. I actually, the way that your grandpa sounds, I actually just want to be friends with him. I feel like we would have been friends. He was so cool. But some of the things that made me think that I could have got my sense of humor from him or that we have a very similar sense of humor is that I always love doing like silly little pranks. Okay, uh, Nord and her pranks. She says that in past tense, by the way, guys, that is very much a present thing. <laughs> That just because I did it tomorrow yesterday doesn't mean that it's my present behavior. People can grow. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm the same person as I was five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, you can change. Change is good. But anyways, my grandpa, he... Okay, so for example, like, I used to do, like, the stupidest pranks, right? Like, for example, I would tell him... Um, Oh, I got, like, literally, like, your brain cells, warning, brain cells may escape as I say (laughs) this story. Like, I would tell him, I got new shoes. Okay, this this time, this story was before the Dubai story. He was with us in Khobar, right? In Saudi Arabia, in Khobar. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, really young at this point. And again, he loved his mosque walks, even though we lived a bit further from the mosque in this specific house. Third culture kid, we moved a lot. Mm -hmm. But um, he still he still went to the mosque right so i would tell him oh get i got these new shoes and stuff like that he would go to the mosque and he would tell all his like mosque friends oh my granddaughter got these new shoes and she's so excited about them and then he'd come back he's like i told all my mosque friends that you got new shoes i was like oh, i was pranking you <laughs> you were pranking him with these shoes that he went and told all of his friends <laughs> yeah and honestly now that i look back at it 
Nadia always says this, but like Nadia, our friend, she always says, you're just lying. You're not even pranking. Yeah, it's not even a prank. It's just a full on lie. It's not. Yeah, exactly. But I I just thought it was so funny (laughs) to make someone believe something and they act on it and they do this whole thing. And like he went to the mosque and I don't know what. That's worrying. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Am I a psychopath? (laughs) I'm joking. Any psychologists don't send help. No, but he um he had like a walking stick, right? So I would do like you know like Arabic male dancers, how they do these dances with the stick. So I used to always like take his <laughs> take his stick. Oh my god, stop. I used to take his stick and do these dances and he would be living for it. Like actually living for it. Oh wait, I thought that you were gonna say you would take his walking stick away as a prank. No. <laughs> not let him do you know we did that to my auntie one time one time she was in crutches and we were like do you know what would be hilarious all of us cousins oh no if we just took the crutches away and not let her walk at all we were oh bad we were actually bad that's actually bad i actually think it was me and our aunties not even our cousins like the aunties thought it was hilarious yeah let's take christine's crutches your aunties love a good love good crack please explain what crack is because I'm sure not a lot of people know what crack is. What the crack is. They love a bit of... The Irish love a bit of crack. The crack is like the... The crack is like what's up. Like it's the fun. It's the goss. It's the... It's the what's new. It's the jokes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, But um, yeah. And then something else I remembered actually that was so funny. And even thinking of it now. Oh my God. I actually have a sense of humor of a child. <laughs> But even thinking of it now, it makes me laugh so hard. But my grandpa um, had a sister, but his sister wore a hijab, right? Okay. But wallahi, they looked exactly the same. Uh So I remember one time we were here in Egypt in my grandpa's house, like me and my brother and my cousins, and his sister had just left. And I was like, they look exactly the same. (laughs) You know what we could do to prove this concept? Let's put a hijab on Gitu and see how they look exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) And any other adult would have been like, what the heck are you doing? Like, just stop. Like, what are you doing? Right? Uh Like, don't put a hijab on me. But he was just so like... Like, he just found it funny. So we would put a hijab on him and I would die. I would die. I thought it was so funny. I look exactly like your sister. It's almost like we're making fun of him, but like with him. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't like yell at us. Like he wasn't afraid to like laugh about himself. Exactly. Like he would be okay with being like the joke. (laughs) Even thinking about these things make me laugh so hard. But, um... I love it. I love his sense of humor and I think I might have caught on to that a bit. Do you know when an old person has such a strong bond with a young child? I think that's so special. Yeah, and we really did have like, oh, we really did have like a strong bond. I think he was the strongest grandparent that I had like a, like a grandfather, granddaughter kind of relationship with. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, tell me your second lesson from which grandparent? My granddad was very um he was very chill mm-hmm. like laid back laid back in different ways I guess like grandad though at the same time he was very by the way in Ireland we call our grandparents granny and granda and then obviously on the Syrian it's nana and you call yours from my dad's side I would call them geddun and nan from my mom's side mama uta geddu. you called her mama mama uta Oh, I like that you called her mama at the instead of Nina. No, but it wasn't like I called her mama. It was like the full name, Mama Uta. Like I never thought of it as two separate things. To be honest, okay. now that you say, it, I never realized it had mama in it. It was just like a. It's just 
her name is Mama Uta. Two things together. Yeah. These grandparents that I'm speaking about, they died when I was actually quite young. All I can remember is how they made me feel at that young age. And I think with Granda, specifically, he was very, he was very kind, just peaceful, chill. And it was something that I, that I liked with Granda specifically. I remember we would always go to the shop and he would never say no. Like, you know the way when you're little and you want sweets and your mum's like, no, no, you can't have sweets. You've eaten too much. Yeah. But you go to the grandparents and they say yes. Exactly. And he would like, I remember one time I wanted to buy my mum a card to say thank you for bringing us to dairy. Okay. I think I was like six years old. That's so cute. And I took him to the shop and I was like, oh, granddad, can we get this? And I think it was like five pounds or something for a card. And he didn't want to say no. Like, and what a waste. Like, I could have got whatever else from the shop. Like, a packet of his cigarettes or whatever it was that he wanted. He got it. He got me the sweets. He got everything. Like, I felt the kindness from my grandfather, right? But I think something from my two grandfathers is how they were with people. Like, people really loved them both of them mashallah on both sides like even in their kindness like they were very they were very generous with it like generous with charity generous with trying to help others like Jiddal would always go to the Bedouins and he'd like he'd do business with them he'd do trade and um my grandfather as well like was very generous and actually I feel like even speaking to you and having this conversation, I feel like that's something that I did like take from them, that almost principle of being able to give and be kind, you know? Oh, I love that. That's so nice. Okay, tell us your third lesson. Okay, my third and final lesson about my grandfather is that he was a hard worker and he was a hard worker in two different ways, okay? So I I think I definitely learned this from him. So the first way that he was a hard worker, he would always tell me this. So he would be like, memorize the book which means memorize the book from the sleeve to the sleeve mm-hmm. like from the beginning to the end and he passed away um after my like, during my first year of ib so i still had a year to go after he passed away and i remember him saying this thing about like memorize the book from the end to the end and i did that like i did just that and i did mm-hmm. really well in ib because all i did was like I could literally remember him saying that I'm like you know what it's not that hard let me just memorize and it was his words that were ringing in your mind they weren't like it was ringing in my mind but it was something that I I heard and I remembered and it really stuck and I took on it's not like when I was studying like it was ringing in my mind but it was something that like you know when you hear something and you remember exactly where he was when he said it and where you were sat in the room yeah it pushed you to really do it yeah, like I really remember him saying this and I remember how he said it and I remember where we were because I had never heard someone talk about studying like that. He made it sound so easy. Mm-hmm. No, it was not easy, but he made it sound easy. Mm-hmm. So I think like his work ethic um, is something that really inspired me. And like I think it's something that I learned from. Mm-hmm. And not only was he hardworking for his benefit of like, you know, wanting to succeed, wanting to do that, wanting to do this. But he he was so hardworking, like for other people, like he would walk the extra mile for people that he didn't even know. And some people might be like, oh, like, that's like a pushover behavior, or that's a this behavior. That's the opposite. Like he was a very strong man, a very strong headed man. And like, when he got angry, he got angry but I'm talking more of the sense that like he really wore his heart in his sleeve and he would do whatever he can to help 
anyone. But that's a good heart. That doesn't mean that you're a pushover. That just means you have a good heart and your intentions your intentions are in the right place. Yeah. No, but in the right place, like not expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. And Fallon, like go the extra mile, like like get tired and like work hard in doing something that isn't even going to benefit him at all. It's mm-hmm. solely for like other people, whether it's to do with um like the butcher guy down the street or the the, the ironing man the ironing man that makes no sense el makwagi <laughs> like the guy who irons the clothes like down the road or like the the person who used to come and clean or whatever it is like he would really really like want everyone around him to be the happiest the healthiest and the most comfortable than they can be like his he wasn't rich he was rich with love he was comfortable and that's what true richness should be measured in exactly but a very normal lifestyle like it's not lavish nothing like that but still with whatever he can would give and would work hard to like make the people around him even if they're not family the happiest and the comfortable the most comfortable they can be and i think that's something i wouldn't say that i got it from him but it's something that i want to implement more in my life i wouldn't say i'm selfish or anything definitely not but like I wouldn't go the extra mile for people who are not really involved in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I I do that for people I care about, but he would fall and do it for, like, for everyone. Like, literally for everyone. Mashallah, and that's why so many people were so impacted by him. Yeah, exactly. Okay, tell me your last thing. So, my last lesson, and I think probably the biggest lesson um, that I learned, is from Jiddu Allahirhamu, that had most recently passed away so Jiddo he lived through the Syrian civil war so the revolution um I say Syrian civil war because I'd written my dissertation about it so I'm so used to like saying it in that way but yeah he lived through the Syrian revolution which has gone on for almost 10 years now and um in that time he became a refugee in Egypt and in Saudi as well before he returned back to Syria where he ended up also being internally displaced so like he had to move from his home and become a refugee in his own country uh so obviously we would be in contact with them we would have FaceTime calls with them all the time and from all my uncles and from Jiddo as well that were there um anytime we would ask them how are you like mashallah they would always reply with alhamdulillah which means praise be to god like i am well in the middle of the war in the middle of the war and i'm talking guys like intense like last summer was very intense they're from idlib um which is in the north of syria and that was the place that was being it's it was the last place um that was a refugee stronghold in syria which basically means the whole of syria is now owned by bashar al-assad he reclaimed it a little lesson for you guys but idlib was the only place where revolutionaries were still in power idlib would be really severely bombarded and targeted by the government and they experienced bombings every day they would hear of their neighbors that had died um people in our own family had died and were affected in Idlib. One of my cousins, actually his leg blew up in one of the bombs that happened in Idlib. Yeah, so they really faced a lot, a lot of difficulties. They saw and heard of deaths all the time. They, the planes were above them all the time. And how much faith does one have to have to literally be in the middle of all of this and still be so grateful for the very little that they have. Yeah, things like this would be happening on the regular. 
and last summer actually uh, from a bomb a wall had collapsed on Jiddu Allahirhamo's back and he was taken to hospital um, and still all we would ever hear from him is Alhamdulillah like praise be to God Alhamdulillah we're all good Alhamdulillah we're all healthy Alhamdulillah mm-hmm. we we are all with each other we all are together you know and um, I think honestly that's something that every single time that I would hear them say that it would almost blow my mind and it makes you think like wow in all of my first world problems that I think that I'm experiencing that I think oh this is so inconvenient or it's so it's so mm-hmm. difficult or why why didn't I get that job that I wanted why didn't I get that opportunity why didn't I why didn't I do this or why didn't this happen it just makes you think like these people my family are battling life and death at their doorstep and they're saying alhamdulillah mm-hmm. like I think that's like it's really incredible it's really when I'm speaking about my granddad specifically from him in this situation it's strength it's faith it's gratitude it's incredible it's it's almost uncomprehendable that somebody can be in this situation and manage to find that um that within them to still be grateful you would think people would just a lot of people they would just give up or they would turn sour and they would be they would be fully in within their rights to do so like you've been living in this situation for such a for such a long draining heartbreaking time that if you were to hate the world I wouldn't blame you yeah but you don't and you're still finding things to be thankful for and you're still you still have faith that god willing it will get better you know and that even if you don't think it's going to get better alhamdulillah that you are still safe you know so i think that's a huge lesson that i learned from him and all of my family in syria just to um be grateful and be strong and have faith and appreciate the situation that you're in. Yeah, I honestly think he sounds like such an amazing man. So yeah, that's the lesson that I learned from my grandfather. Allah and I mean, grandparents, they're, you learn a lot from them, you know? And I think just to finalize, I want to say, if your grandparents are with us here today, make sure to call them up, see how they are, ask about them. And if they're not, may their soul rest in peace. And try and kind of take a trip down memory lane and just see how you turned out and what what things can you credit to them and kind of what things maybe subconsciously you picked up on. And I think doing that today uh, was really like a nostalgic trip down memory lane for me. It was really nice and it just kind of, it's, it's nice to remember someone and the memories that they gave you in your life. Oh, uh, do you know what, guys? Yes, go and ask your grandparents about their lives you know like I think they are such a blessing in your life to have and yeah definitely like it's it's nice to be able to sit and reflect about all the things that you've learned from them and that you can learn from them um if they died when you were young um as you look back on your experiences with them today all right shall we round this up let's round this up Thank you everyone for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Culture Mocktail. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. There will be a new episode every Tuesday, so tune in. Embrace your mocktail. And keep flourishing. <laughs>